0: And they shine your light in the sky. Don't go to it. The bat is dead. Oh. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Luke Bros. Comic Cast, the first ever inaugural episode, pilot episode, if you will. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and with me this week, I have my little itty-bitty baby cousin, Roach. What's up, brother?
1: Hey, how's it going? It's been a while. Man, it's-
0: I and mean, then it's funny whenever I refer to you as my little cousin, my baby cousin, the fact that you're so much bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, uh, I do that at work a bunch. They're like, yeah, blah, blah. Like, oh, I didn't know you and Zach related. I was like, yeah, he's my baby cousin. Like, he's <laughs> he's the youngest I've one of that. us all. Um, Benavan.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so yeah
0: he's he's my baby he's my baby cousin so what you been up to man i know we uh i know we have seen each other a lot at work but we contrary to popular belief we don't actually get to talk all that much
1: so we're both
0: wide open so what you been up to Uh,
1: a lot of stuff been trying to get back into games i actually just bought animal crossing new horizons and playing fallout 4 again There you go. Been enjoying that a lot because I've been just been so caught up with working and and crap that just haven't really had time, you know, taking care of the animals and stuff and trying to do stuff around the house. And with all this Corona stuff going on, you know,
0: yeah, that sounds crazy. Yeah, work has been exceptionally busy. Uh, you know, I know, but I don't think it's crazy, you know, in a world where literally people are not working. I heard I heard a possibility that the karate studio we go to is getting ready to shut down because obviously, you know, people aren't going to karate. So a lot of people aren't paying for karate, even though we continued to pay just, you know, because we didn't want the guy to go out of business. So we're hearing that there's trouble on the horizon for it. Because even before this big six or seven week shutdown, whatever we've been in now, uh, you know, people had stopped coming to karate for several weeks before that. So, um, it's, it's kind of been, uh, been a long, I don't want to say a long time coming, but like the writing has been on the wall for a little bit. And, uh, so we got like this group, this big chain message going around today about how things don't look so hot, which really sucks, you know, and without all that kind of stuff going on, I'm like, it's crazy. I mean, I th- I worked almost 60 hours this week, you know, like I know. I know that's not the case for everybody, but it's it's wide open for us. Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely. (laughs) I've been, with an exception of this Friday, or this past Friday, I've been trying to get some extra time in (laughs) to help out. Thank you.
0: Well, I know people are not here to hear us talk about work. So, uh, being that this is the pilot episode of our new show, supplemental content to the loot bros podcast uh, i just want to pitch to everyone listening this is who we are and this is what we're doing uh so roach and i have been we've been avid comic book fans and we've done comic book podcast for over a year year and a half now i can't even remember the first one we did uh, how long ago it was but uh, you've been a guest multiple times on the loot bros podcast and something that we started doing together a couple of years back was just you know collecting comic books together and going to the comic shops Yep. And uh and I know that the, obviously the busier we got, the less we've been able to do that. And then of course with the comic shops shut down, uh, we haven't been able to to do that. And we haven't talked comics in months. I mean, realistically <laughs> Yeah, since, it don't
1: seem like it, but it has been.
0: <laughs> like I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't I mean, like, since I became the uh plant manager, I don't even like I I hadn't even been going to the shops with you. I think we might have what maybe two or three times we've been together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds
0: about right. It it really did put a damper on our comic book stuff. So, uh, you know, you actually reached out and said, hey, let's get together and talk talk shop. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's a great idea. Here we are launching a brand new show, and this will be, like I said, an extension of the Loop Bros podcast. Uh, Roach and I will try to do this as much as possible. Um, But, you know, every now and again, it might just be you. It might just be me. It might be, you know, I might bring on some of the guests for the other comic book shows that I've been a part of and I've listened to. Um, So what kind of? We'll kind of see where it goes. You know, this is, will be extra content uh, to the Loot Bros podcast, so I'm not going to sit here and promise weekly or bi-weekly shows. But I will promise you this. Uh, we're going to talk about some freaking good comics. Oh,
1: hell yeah.
0: So, Roach, I'm going to let you kind of open us up and tell us what you've been reading, what you've been what you've been pulling. Uh, not what you've been pulling on. Those are two different things.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing I've been pulling on is kind of short, so. I mean, that's not really worth getting into. <laughs> but what I've been pulling, basically, I mean, honestly, uh, a lot of Batman and Superman stuff. Uh, there's been a lot of Harley Quinn comics coming out recently. You know, I've always, I'm have still pulling Black Cat, you know, Catwoman stuff. I've been keeping up with that, so that's pretty good. But what I've been reading... I've actually been reading John Wick, the comic series. So I read it a while ago and I decided to reread it because it was, I found it really, really good. So, and it gives you like a new perspective on the world and his childhood and like how he was raised and stuff.
2: Heck yeah. So it's
1: pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Like showing that even before the movies, People were still trying to like
2: kill him. It's not really that big of a
1: spoiler, but it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Heck yeah, dude. So this is the, uh, like the, the, I guess, graphic novel that you had picked up a while back um, when we were out doing stuff together.
1: Yep. 25 oh, bucks. Heck heck the yeah, best 25 so- bucks I ever spent.
0: And before the show, you said it was like roughly, what, five issues technically makes up, or five parts makes up that that uh, that graphic novel?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's got five uh, comics in it. But um, I don't think, I think they're done with it for now. I haven't really looked into it. But evidently, the guy, Greg Pack, he did Planet Hulk and James Bond 007. Oh, okay. Uh, at least that's what the cover's saying. So, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, Planet Hulk is just uh, I must say Planet Hulk's a fan favorite. I think a lot of my comic book fans, uh, comic book fans, comic book friends, uh they're they're big into Planet Hulk, especially like Brian and his brothers and stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah. I bet. Like that art style like this art style is really cool. Like it I mean it's you know, your typical comic stuff, but I mean, it's John Wick.
2: <laughs> Makes it even cooler. So, uh, uh, I guess I'll start with the, let me start with the first one. So,
1: the first one, it basically, you're like, you get the perspective of like, he's just doing his everyday life, you know, nothing really intrusive. But, then like, he starts getting into some trouble. Well, he don't get in trouble, but somebody like starts to, you know, start something with him, and you know how John Wick was at the beginning of the first movie? Yes. You know, that dude tried to take his car, or well, you know, he tried to buy it from him, and he was kind of kept to himself, didn't say anything,
2: you know? Just, what am I trying to say?
1: He basically of, pushed of a him loner. off. Yeah, loner. Exactly, that's the word I was looking for. Then, and it shows him when he was a kid that he was like this huge thief and stuff, but these because uh, he was stealing to. Oh dang, was he stealing to survive? Or I think so. I think that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was stealing to get something for. Uh, I think it was for his.
2: Oh uh, my bad, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was for his mother. It's cool because
1: you get like you actually see some of the characters in here that are in the movie, like the uh the dude who's at the very uh who's at the counter in the Continental. Yeah. Yeah, you see him in here too. It's pretty cool. So
0: it's uh, a pretty cool that kind of gives like a little bit more of his like family and his I guess his backstory.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, um, and it shows you how he came to be John Wick, you know the whenever Mom he was younger. kid, he got like he ended up getting caught by like this one dude,
2: and they took him in, and stuff well,
1: eventually, there is this other uh I guess assassin like him, her name's Calamity, and she has to well, she wants to kill him is basically the premise. So, he's hunting her down and stuff. And it shows her trying to find hired guns that, you know, can take him out. But, obviously, they can't because he's John Wick. Yep. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, the action scenes are really dope and well-illustrated. And... It's it's almost like watching a uh uh what's that dude's name? Michael Bay film in a comic book. There's like a <laughs> Michael, lot of explosions.
0: If Michael Bay directed a comic book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of action and a lot of explosions. It's pretty dope. Heck yeah.
0: Heck yeah. Really dope. Who who uh who's the writer for that comic? I think you said it earlier, but I uh Greg Pack. Greg Pack, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that as we've been, you know, over the years, I've collected comics my whole life, but never really dove into who illustrated what and who, you know, who wrote what. I didn't really see any Growing up it was like, oh, uh Todd McFarlane was the only name I really knew, you know. Right and now that like i'm reading as an you know as an adult and i'm really digging into some of these stories i'm seeing the the similarities in the writing styles from certain guys and uh i've really gotten into a handful of writers m- mostly dc guys or excuse me mostly guys who write for dc currently uh but man i'm, I'm i've gone down a rabbit hole for this guy named uh, uh tom taylor yeah and just his writing style is just so dire and so Which one does he do? Well, he does he did the Injustice, so the yeah. Injustice Story. Oh, that's cool. I think he did year one and year two, and then he bounced off the project and somebody else started writing it. And then he did, of course, Deceased, which is what I'm gonna talk about tonight. And then uh he's done other things. I think he's done some stuff for Marvel. But I hopped onto him and his writing uh around injustice. It's kind of kind of woke up. Anyway, so sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. I just uh,
1: that's did. It. No, I mean, you're good. I, as far, because I feel kind of bad because <laughs> I haven't really finished the graphic novel yet. I'm one more away. But um, that's pretty much like the whole premise of the comic. Like, it's really, I don't want to get into too much details because I really want people, like, I want to encourage them to go read it. Yeah. Because I enjoyed it a lot. And I could see this being something that would get somebody into comics, because it like if they like a lot of action, but just not a big reader, yeah. it'd be a good. I think it'd be a good place to start.
0: Heck yeah, dude! Well, that's awesome. So, like, I know you know you and I have talked about that one uh, in the past, and I've seen it. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but it's definitely something I'm. uh I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> man, I need so... to borrow it. I've got so many boxes of comics around me, like in my office right now. I've got four short boxes on the shelf behind me. And I've got this giant. Oh, excuse me. These two pull-out drawers on my desk. And one of them is filled with with uh, hardback graphic novels, and and everything I put in here, I go, "Ooh, I'm going to read this." And then I just, you know, I read stuff, but I don't, I don't circulate like I need to.
1: You see, the thing is, like, I haven't been collecting as long as you, and I'm already doing that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you're a hardcore collector. Like, you when you get into something, you get into it. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty
1: true. I'm bad about that.
0: For me, the chase is worth more than the actual. Well, the chase is as equally important as as the. Yeah, because like I could just go buy stuff, but like. I don't enjoy going on Amazon and going on eBay and buying stuff. I like to go and find it places. You know, I like to go to the shops. I like to go to
1: yeah, flea stuff like that. It's just, it, I mean, it, it's that small part in our brain that triggers that. It's not really, it's not really greed, but it's I forget what it's called. But it's um, it's just the good. It's just that good feeling of having, you know,
0: something. Yep. It's definitely, uh, definitely triggers something. So <clears throat> I guess then I will go ahead and dive into Deceased Issue One. Uh, as I said before, it is, uh, written by Tom Taylor and it is penciled, uh, by Tre- Trevor Harrison or Hairsign. I don't know how you say his name. Uh, but man, he is something special. This Trevor Cat, he is. Uh, I don't know. it's, it's spelled hair, hair sign. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you would actually say it. Harson or anything. I don't know either way, but um, you know, I was trying to scramble through all the episodes we did for PG spoilers, trying to find something, you know, like I was, I didn't want to like talk about the same books that we talked about then, you know, but in yeah. the same respect, I wanted to, you know, there's like a certain amount of books I want to dig through. I want like a, uh, almost like a, a an archive where i enjoyed something so much i want to talk about it on a show you know so i flipped back through all our old episodes i saw we never talked about deceased which is mind-blowing i was like okay cool <laughs> and then i sat here and even though i've already read through all of the deceased uh the main the one through six there's it's six main six. issues well there's six main issues and then there's two spinoffs or excuse me okay no there's six main issues, one spinoff. Uh, I just have both, co- but well, two of the four covers of it, and then there is a new. Um, there's a new series running. It's only three issues. It's called Deceased Unkillables. And so, yeah, the, the that's
1: point, the one I saw at the
0: store. Yeah, that's the one that's running right now. So, uh, highly recommend it. Get it if you see it, and you you know, get it. So. Deceased would be the answer to Marvel Zombies. That's DC's answer to Marvel Zombies. Except I've read Marvel Zombies, and it is nowhere near as good as Deceased. Like, in my opinion. All right. Uh I thought Marvel Zombies was the coolest thing ever back in the day. <laughs> uh, now I need to go back and read the first volume again. Like I just recently read the second volume and it was trash.
1: I thought oh, it was awful, oh, man.
0: I mean, it's got talking zombies, and I just wasn't, I don't know. And they're in outer space and stuff. And, like, don't get me wrong, there's some parallels across the board, but like, volume two is not very, it's kind of stinky. Now, volume one, I had back in the day, and I think I got it somewhere in my basement. I'm not really sure. Um, I need to dig back through and figure it out. But either way, um, so deceased. I'll just talk about issue one tonight on the pilot and then next episode we'll do, you know, uh maybe one or two more. I will cover the entirety of of this series on this show, even if that's all I ever do. So uh all right. I dig it. Up. I dig it. So I'm gonna try and I I wanted to go into it like with no spoilers. But, like, I'm going to talk about it, and then I'm going to spoil the crap out of it. So I'm going to do a bit of the opposite of what you did. Like, I'm going to give you kind of, like, the bullet points, but then I'm going to dive deep into it, because I want to talk about it. So with Deceased, it's a zombie outbreak. Okay? That's the general premise. But the zombie outbreak, it just decimates the Earth within minutes, and then uh, freaking... The heroes get, you know, infected, and then they just it just it's no holds bar, no hero is safe. And uh, I know as it released mo- uh, uh, monthly because it was a it came out one issue a month, uh, it was steady in the top you know top three best selling comics each month, and I think a couple of times it was the number one best selling comic, uh, which is a big deal because usually that's typically Batman. Like Batman is usually the number one best selling comic every month and deceased came out and, and and smashed everybody, but all right. So there's your Play general premise. Terrific. Yeah. General premise, zombie outbreak, you know, it's a super dire, people are going to die. Um, so that's it. If you're interested in that kind of thing, a zombie outbreak in the DC universe where heroes get killed, uh, villains get killed. Of course, people get killed. And yeah, that's your book. <laughs> um, if I right do yeah, if you don't want to hear the rest, then you should probably drop out now. If you are interested in the rest, then grab onto your butts. Uh, so the book starts off with Darkside, and you know there is some the the writing is very very. Uh, it's got a bit of a narrative go, like a uh, excuse me, a bit of a narrator going on. Uh, and then, so you kind of have like these little one to two line narrations, and then there's text from the actual what's happening. And that carries on through the entire six issues. And it's very, very good. Uh, it's just, it's beautiful actually. Um, but it starts off with dark side, uh, on his knees with the wonder woman's rope, the lasso of truth around his neck. And it opens up saying there was a loud crack and it was the sound of Superman breaking Darkseid's jaw. Uh, and, and Superman standing there beside Darkseid with blood on his hands <laughs> and then you got the rest of the Justice League around him. Uh, but essentially what happens is they get they beat the crap out of Darkseid. Darkseid was invading Earth, him and his pair of demons. And the invasion lasted for a week. And then they... they Subdued Darkseid, they put the lasso of truth around his neck and made him repeat after them that not only would he leave Earth, but he would he would never return. And so with the lasso of truth around his neck, uh, Darkseid says, I will not return. I have no need, for the truth is. And then he takes the lasso off, throws it down, turns around and goes to walk through a boom tube like a portal. And he says, I have what I came for. And then... Oh. Yeah, yeah, and oh, so uh, the uh, the uh, the comic relief in the entire set uh, tire series is the Green Arrow. Um, <laughs> the Green Arrow, as a oh, matter course. of fact, Tom Taylor has he he his Green Arrow and his Dinah Lance. They are two of the best characters he writes, and he does a really good job writing the romance between the two of them. Uh, He calls uh, Green Arrow calls Diana Lance uh, Pretty Bird because she's the Black Canary, and he he makes him so funny, and yet so like universally loved uh, throughout the entirety of the Justice League. So if you read Injustice volumes one and two, or excuse me, yeah, Injustice Year One and Justice Year Two, and then you read Deceased, you'll see this through line where Tom Taylor he just the Green Arrow is has, has is so well, yes, and he's so well respected by everyone, and that that's important to know throughout you know uh, this book. But like even if you didn't, he just does a really good job with Green Arrow, uh, and and Green Arrow says after Dark, Knight, Dark Side makes that uh, comment, he says, you know. I thought that was going really well, right up until that last ominous sentence. <laughs> he's just like, like, wait a second, we were kicking that guy's butt, and then he said that. So then I flipped through a couple a couple of panels, and everybody's kind of figured out like, what, what what is Dark Side talking about? And then Batman says, uh, "Cyborg is missing," and everybody's like, "Yeah, well, last time we saw him, he was fighting parademons. pair demons." And uh, he goes, no, "No, no, no, he's not on Earth anymore." And they're like, oh, "What do you mean?" And Batman says, I have a location monitor uh, running through his subroutines in his brain. And they're like, wait a second, you've got a a tracking device in Cyborg? And he's like, yeah, he's like half mother box, you know, half man. He is like, he's basically a living weapon that we've barely scratched the surface of what he what he's capable of. He goes, it would be irresponsible not to be tracking that kind of power. And so then everyone, you know, kind of confronts Batman. They're like, wait a second, you know, that's not cool. Does Vic know uh, Victor, you know, sub or does he know? And he's like, and they're like he just doesn't say anything. And they're like, wait a <laughs> second, are you tracking all of us? And he pauses for a minute and he goes, like, no. And then everyone, and then uh, of course here comes green arrow. He goes, anyone else concerned about that slight pause there? <laughs> this, this is kind of like a, this is kind of like a, a, a callback to uh tower of Babel where uh, everyone had found out that Batman had contingency plans. For everything. uh, For everyone. In in the event that the heroes ever decided to go rogue, he has a plan to kill them all, or to at least disable, to stop them all. So they all kind of team up on Batman for a minute, and then it flashes over to Apocalypse, uh, the Darkseid's planet. And so basically what they have is they have Cyborg strapped down to this machine and they are getting ready oh. to operate on him. Uh, and he's got, uh, I forget the tormentor's name. What is his name? His name is Desaad. Uh, this is basically like Grim Reaper looking cat he's got named Desaad. Uh, he's, like, he's like one of uh, Darkseid's right-hand men. But he's, he's essentially strapped down um, uh, Cyborg. And he's getting ready to, you know, they're getting ready to, to open up what they call the anti-life equation. Now, the Anti-Life Equation is a mixture of uh, the, I, I guess the best way to put it, he'd be like a mixture of the program that is uh, like half man, half uh, robot that run that makes Cyborg who he is. And then death, like the actual, like the epitome of death. Um, so they rip out Cyborg's tongue because he's ta- making fun of them for, for being into weird, kinky torture stuff. And then he takes a mother box and he sets it on cyborg's chest and like squeezes it. And then he calls for, he said, I will summon death. And he summons, uh, death, which I believe if I'm looking right, he's got a name says, nope, no, I don't remember. His name. It doesn't matter either way. this, this, Guy comes flying out of nowhere. He's all black with like his chest lit up and stuff. Oh, and his name's Black Racer. Yeah. Um, and so he says Black Racer, and then he takes him. They chop a piece of him off, like and like inject <laughs> like his his blood from. Yeah, that's what they they like stab him with this giant thing with a hose attached to it, and they inject Black Racer's blood into cyborg while holding another mother box over his chest that's just like igniting power everywhere Dang. and then from that is a giant explosion and i never noticed this the first time i read it but i was reading it again tonight just kind of refreshing on everything and then as out of cyborg's chest the words loneliness alienation fear despair uh, failure, shame, death, and then it cuts off the other ones. I think guilt is one of them. But essentially, all of these negative feelings, right, all these awful, awful things, and that just right. like radiates through this blast, right? And then the narration kind of picks up through this, uh, and it said they took a piece of death and they changed the equation. This was the corruption. And right there, Darkseid starts to grab his face and rip his own face off. He and, rips uh, his own face off. He rips his own face off. <laughs> and it says, the tortured Desaad was immune to the disease because he is, he is death. You know, he's just, he's like, he's gross. All right. And then it says, but realizing what he'd unleashed, he tried to send the equation away. He sent Cyborg away. They put him in like a boom tube and shot him out. Uh, but it was too late. The infected ruler was a slave to the new anti life equation. And then from there, Darkseid rips up, uh, uh he rips death into pieces. Oh man. Right. Yeah, he tear he kills death, right? The Black Racer. And then he jumps into the core of his own planet and explodes his own <laughs> planet. Yeah. That's the that's the first couple pages of this book. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so <laughs> then so so essentially what's happened is they have created the Anti-Life Equation, which is a digital and physical v- virus that turns you into a zombie, but not just a zombie, like a rage zombie. But they, they call them later in the book, they call them blights like they're not zombies like you think just because they're eating each other and mutilating their bodies and stuff like they are death incarnate. Like they are fixated on death. They can sense life and all they want to do is kill and they won't stop until there's literally nothing left to kill. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's That's
1: intense.
0: <laughs> it really is. And then from there, the boom tube opens up and then cyborg lands in the middle of metropolis. And then you see over his body, uh, he, like the little Wi-Fi symbols where he immediately came back online. And once he was thrown into earth, now he is radiating the anti-life equation and he even looks kind of zombie ish himself. And I don't know if he is able to heal from it because he's part mother box and part machine yeah. or if they were just really making him look demented and gross and bloody because they ripped his tongue out earlier. And it says in there that he did, that like his system grew another tongue. But so I can't tell if they were, if, which direction they're going. I'm going to lean towards the tongue thing. But as he laid in the middle of the street, everyone took their phones and took pictures of him. And the anti life equation, it says transmitted through social media, through all digital imagery, and through the internet.
1: And so there's people who took pictures of him, just spread it.
0: And anyone who looks at a screen with a digital signal, immediately becomes infected with the anti-life equation and starts mutilating their own bodies. Like people are ripping their own faces off. They're biting each other. They're, they're killing each other. And just like that. Um, So then it flips over, you know, uh, Superman is trying to recruit other heroes. Um, He's talking to, uh big barda and he's talking to mr miracle and he's trying to get them to go to apocalypse to find cyborg and then stops talking he's like wait a second can you hear that he says screaming the world is screaming so he flies back to metropolis only to see that the entire everyone in the streets is just demolishing killing each other all right yeah mm. so- what a thing to come back to I know, right? And so it's it's <laughs> it's crazy. So then it has like a little like a couple panels where it shows um Lois Lane looking for her cell phone. And she's talking to her son John, which is her and Superman's son, Superboy, which actually I don't think he's Superboy. I think I think they just call him John. He ever gets the title Superboy? At least in this book he doesn't. Um I'm sure in some of them he probably has. Yeah. But then uh, also Damien, um Bruce Wayne's son. So they're sitting down playing video games together. And, you know, she's like, Hey, can you help me find my uh my phone? And Damien's like, uh, Damien, where's her where's my mom's phone at? He's like, How would I know? He's like, You're like a super detective, you're Batman's son. He's like, John, you have x-ray vision. You should be able to see it anywhere. He's like, Oh, good point. So then he sees the (laughs) phone on the table behind us, like a, a bowl of oranges, and he goes to reach for it. And right about the time he grabs it. Superman busts through the wall, laser eyes the phone, and laser eyes the television. All right? Uh. Says, don't look at any of the screens. Okay? Tangentially to that, it shows Batman shutting down all digital connection to the Batcave. All right? He turns on the analog camera systems that he's got set up all around Gotham. And then he's asking his computer how many are infected. It says already 600 million people are infected worldwide. And he asks, has the connection been disabled to the house? The computer tells him no. And then he screams, uh, activate the manor electromagnetic pulse. And then boom, just like that, he's got one of his little contingency plans was in case anything ever happened. He just set (laughs) off an EMP inside Wayne Manor and just cut off all power into, into the manor. What you don't see is you don't see that upstairs is Nightwing. Oh, uh, yeah, Nightwing and um Robin, which I would imagine this Robin in here would be uh Tim Drake Robin. Yeah. Um so Tim Drake, I mean maybe Jason Todd. It doesn't say. I guess if Damien I guess if Damien is hanging out with John and Nightwing or Dick Grayson's already Nightwing. That's, it could be Tim Drake. It could be, um, uh, Jason Todd. No, 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 no. It's Tim Drake because of some things you find out later on in the other book. So either way, oh, actually, duh. He screams it right here. It says Tim and Dick. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. I'm going to be doing like hardcore detective work, trying to figure out, you know, who's, who's (laughs) who's right right there in front of me. Anyway, <laughs> so Batman runs upstairs in the manor and you see Alfred holding a knife trying to fend off uh, a zombified uh, Nightwing and a zombified uh, Tim Drake, you know, going at it with each other. And then Batman gets in the middle of it and he's immediately bit by both of them. So Batman's bit on the arm by Tim Drake and he's bit on the neck by Nightwing. He, he's punching them. He's fighting them off, and then it has like this giant splash page, the very end of the book. It says uh, it has Nightwing biting Batman on the neck, and he has his fingers dug into his chest. Mm. And it says to be continued. So that is one heck Man. of a first issue uh, of DC's of deceased. It is. What better way to start it off than take out your mainstay? take out Batman like Batman dies in the first issue?
1: That's why you know it's gonna be pretty intense,
0: <laughs> man, I bought this uh I actually would listen to a couple of different comic book podcasts uh and i I heard them talking about deceased coming out, and I'm like, oh, they're like, oh man, Tom Taylor keeps tweeting about how everyone's gonna hate him, like you're not gonna like this book, blah blah blah." And I kept hearing people hype it up, and they're like, "This is going to be like DC's Marvel Zombies." I'm like, "Okay, I like Marvel Zombies pretty good. I'll, I'll, I'll get down with that." So then I pick up the first issue, and when I read that, mind blown. I was like, "Oh my gosh, give me more now!"
1: What if it? What if at the end of it, it just said "end"? That's how the story ends. It's just over.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like, "Man, <laughs> it was end. over." Uh, I wrote this book just to kill Batman.
1: <laughs> That's literally the entire book. And then like the next five are like his funeral service.
0: <laughs> it's like, dang, we didn't think Batman was going to die. So <laughs> I really, really, really love this series. And I hate to cut the first, our pilot episode off with this. But I also can't think of a better way to end better- it. Yeah, better way to end it than to be continued to the next time we record, and we'll see what happens from there because it gets every issue gets crazier. Like every issue's cliffhanger is like, holy crap! I can't yeah. wait.
1: Yeah, to be honest with you, yeah, I might go pick them up. Do it, do it, man. Sound very interesting.
0: Well, they the, so now the the graphic novel has come out with all six issues in it. Oh yeah, so for like yeah, for like yeah, like twenty five bucks, you can get the first. Yeah, the whole first one. And what's really cool is this is like this is the first series, maybe the second series I ever got crazy with the covers. So I started buying like all the variants. I started buying actually I like the variants better than I like the original covers. So most right. of the of the series, I don't even have the originals. Um, but I really like the variants. So like I was buying like uh like right here with me. I'm let me turn my little light on. So the first issue, I've got the zombie, um, I've got the zombie Batman cover, all right. And then I also have, and I've talked about this before on one of the shows. I can't remember what the context was, but they did a series of horror movie like covers. So I bought Ooh. the uh, the first issue. That. Well, the first issue also comes with uh it's a cover where it's got like the joker holding a red balloon. Oh, that's and it, cool. And then it's got like Robin, like a really short like young Robin standing in front of him trying to get the balloon like the, like the movie it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it says on there I you'll bet. die t- you'll die too. Um and then I there was more there I think there was like four covers for every book that came out. And then for like, so for issue two, I got the original cover because it's Batman getting uh, bit and, and taken down by Batgirl, Nightwing and um, Robin. And then I also bought this, the one of the other covers that has um, it's like the Nightmare on Elm Street like the the girl with red hair laying down with like fr- like Freddy Krueger Oh, kind of like yeah. yeah yeah but it's, yeah, Batman, yeah. it's Batman over uh Poison Ivy like that. Oh, that's cool. It's that's really cool. cool. And then the third these issue is
1: Yeah, these are okay. covers for the uh the uh what deceased, right?
0: Yeah, these are all for deceased. Because, see, what happened was after deceased started coming out, then they started doing deceased variants for the main series. So, like, That's I've cool. got like the Batman Superman book that was coming out. They did some deceased variants for it. So, I've got like Batman Superman as zombies on that book and everything. But, um, uh, yeah. so for the, for the third book, one of those, yeah, for the third book, I have uh Wonder Woman as a zombie. Is that the third or the fourth? third um and then for the fourth book i got the joker as a zombie and then the fifth and sixth right here i just have the main covers so it was like uh the fifth one is wonder woman as a zombie no it's wonder woman covered in blood and Superman's zombie hand in front of it and then the sixth cover is uh Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn holding a zombie catwoman by a chain on her neck. Oh man. That sounds intense. I, I believe I got a few more covers downstairs in the basement. Um, but these are just the ones that I had kind of accessible. Uh I, I was going oh, to create, yeah. between these and the Batman Who Laughs, I was buying like all the covers.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, and then I bought um there was a um, there was a side story or a one issue kind of spinoff, but it's a little bit thicker than normal. I think it's like a fifty or sixty page issue. I could be wrong, just because I don't have it open right now. But it was um, it's called "Deceased: A Good Day to Die." And so I bought the one of the kit covers, which has um, Deathstroke as a zombie. Absolutely not. And, then, that one,
1: that one was and cool. then
0: the other one was like the they they did a cover based off the Conjuring. Right so it's got the tree with the uh little, the tree that hangs over the manor or whatever. Well this one is a tree it's called the C- the De- And it's a tree with Batman's cape and cowl hanging in it. So oh, It's really it's, that's pretty it's cool. cool man. It's it's I mean I got like I got stupid with it. This is one of those <laughs> yeah, you know, one of those series that like I went all in, you know, and I don't usually do that. Typically I'm like I just like to have an issue so I, I like to I like to yeah. read the single issues i like the graphic novels just fine but i really like single issues and um i started <laughs> I, I started buying, between these and batman who lasts i started buying like do doubles and triples of everything
1: yeah i I don't blame me i mean i'm the same way so
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you're a little more um crazy into that stuff than i am but every now and again man they they get me so <laughs> but
1: they get the best of us every once in a while
0: Yep. Yep. So I guess with that, you know, Roach, I I, I guess we can kind of land the plane a little bit and kind of put the pin in next week. Obviously I'll be into deceased issue two. You'll be digging more into John wick. Um, and then we'll give like an update on what, what else we've been pulling. I know uh, it's kind of weird because we're, we're starting this show in the middle of new comics, not being shipped currently. I don't know. Yeah, I know. And uh, that's like the first time that's happened in my lifetime that I can think of.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is the first time anything like this has ever happened in my lifetime. So <laughs> yeah,
0: true. Same. I think it's the first time for everybody, but, but so currently diamond just stopped shipping, you know, printing and shipping all of the comics. So we've been what, four weeks now, three, four weeks now without, yeah, it was all, it was in April. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. We're, we're about four weeks into no new comics. And then I read the other day that that um some new publishers decided they were gonna jump in the game and print some at least DC's books. So Yeah, I heard that they were doing something in May. Yeah, so hopefully soon so, we'll be able to get new books. I mean, not that I have any any worry over it because I've got oof, I got thousands that I haven't read yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I still I still probably have about a hundred I haven't read.
0: So I've I've got a lot, and I just renewed my I we're subscription. Near
1: a couple thousand, but
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I've got, uh, but um, I just renewed my subscription for um, uh, what's it called, uh, Comicsology. So I'm, I still have my DC Universe, but I just renewed yeah. Comicsology because because right now during this COVID mess, they're I mean, giving was- you. Yeah, they're giving you 60. If you sign up for Comixology, it's like six bucks a month. And you got like Marvel, Independent, and uh, DC stuff. But um, you get 60 days free before they start charging you.
1: Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look into that, definitely.
0: Yeah, dude. So you can get, I mean, it's frigging two months worth of reading before you have to pay a dime. So, and yeah. you get a discount if you want to buy. Like, if you want to buy brand new stuff that comes out and stuff that's on sale, You get a you get a 15% discount. Oh man, that's so. cool. Yep, and the first issue of deceased is free. If you want to check it out, so. I mean, you might as well. Uh, yeah, yep, there you go. So, <laughs> well, um, Roach, is there anywhere in particular, any social media stuff, anywhere you want people to to be looking for you, or anything else you want to plug before we bounce?
1: Uh, no, not yet. Uh, but eventually, here within the next few months, I will. Okay. So. Cool deal. <laughs> Cool.
0: All right. Well, I am the host of the Loot Bros Podcast. So if you found this, most likely you found that one first. But in the event you're just out searching for comic book podcasts and you stumbled across this one, do me a favor. To like, share, subscribe, review, do all those things. Uh, we will be posting this. Uh, I will put this episode in the Loot Bros Podcast feed just to promote this show to all of our current listeners. But then I will also be starting a brand new feed. This will be the Loot Bros Comic Cast, something that Roach and I will be doing for the foreseeable future as much as we can, as often as we can. Um and then uh it'll be, you know, just it'll be its own thing. But for those of you guys who are listening to this, because you're a Loot Bros fan and you're like, oh, okay, they just threw this random thing in there. This is just a little taste to let you know what we're gonna be working on, what we're gonna be doing. And then uh from now on, you know, I'll leave this, you know, strictly to its own feed. Uh also I do a survival horror podcast, uh mainly covering survival horror video games. It's called two two three six. Um I have. uh, I will be covering the Resident Evil comic books on that show. Uh, I might do them here too as well. I don't know. Uh, I actually pulled those Uh, out. I I pulled those (laughs) out in preparation for this show, and then I started going through them, and I was like, "Wait a minute! I, I need to." I couldn't decide which 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 run I wanted to do. Did I want to do the Resident Evil run? Did I want to do the 1998 Resident Evil magazines, or did I want to do the uh, Fire and Ice series It was four issues and right. I don't know I just I was like you know what we're going deceased and we'll see where it takes us <laughs> so uh, but anyway so yeah that's a lot of stuff to plug uh, I am you'll find me in the Loot Bros podcast Facebook group uh, any traffic from this show, uh, I would just you know, I would encourage you guys to go to Facebook, uh, type into the search bar the Loot Bros, Bros Podcast, and you can join in. We've got video game fans, we got comic fans, we got anime fans in there, we've got horror fans in there, we've got fans from the band that we used to have. So there's a whole bunch of people in there just uh, loving on each other and sharing cool nerdy things. So yeah, really
1: good guys and good yep. people in general.
0: Yeah, lots of cool memes, lots of fun pictures.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely memes too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Well, that being said, Roach, if you got nothing else, we're going to bounce out of here. All right. Sounds good to me. Have a good night.